So, uh, hey guys, uh, welcome to the Call Podcast, uh, number eight, uh, episode number eight. Uh, you know, today we have like a not so uh, kind of someone different. On usually on podcast, we have like producers, uh, uh from from Dubstep Indium, and today uh, we have like a kind of a, a singer. Her name is Hetty, previously known as uh, Synth Prisma, which is kind of uh, again a vo- vocalist and. And we've actually been producing for like uh, for a long time, like since like 2011, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a weird story. I started. I, I mean, I most started singing um, in 2009. Hmm. So that was the first. That was the first time that I actually started recording music for other people so it was in 2009 and then when I kind of started to you know dip my my fingers into producing was I would say more so around 2013 Mm. so singing since 2009 producing um since 2013 Mm. well cool I mean I actually started producing around that 2013 too crazy Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, cool. and I guess you've been also doing like, uh, um, you've been doing like a lot of covers, right? Like, I guess in the early, uh, early days, right? Yeah. So that's pretty much how I started out. Was just, um, you know, doing cover songs, um, uh, from other artists that I really liked. Uh, I think the first, the first cover song that I did was from the Japanese producer um well I mean it was from it was from the group uh called Capsule but the producer's name was Yasutaka Nakata and it was it was a a cover from one of their songs yeah I was was actually like looking into your your, your YouTube and you kind of you kind of had like a viral video on there like with all Oh yeah, that was um a cover I did of a song by Studio Killers, and um that was kind of a fun thing that I used to do, and I still kind of do every now and then. So I'll take a song that I like, and as opposed to just doing a cover of that song, I would do kind of like a reimagining of the song from a different perspective. So for that Studio Killers song. It's um, the song is called Jenny, and it's about this girl named Jenny. And so what I did was I just took the song and I did it from I did it from Jenny's perspective. So I just kind of like I've kind of flipped it around a little bit. So instead of singing it like the original way where the song is about Jenny, I sang it as if it was Jenny actually singing the song. So I completely changed the lyrics up and um, people seemed to really like it. The The studio killers really liked it um, and it, it kind of blew up. I think right now it has um, over 300,000 300, views. Yeah. So that was definitely my most, my most popular. Mm. Cover. Cool. Like, do, do you have any like, like, do you, do you have any like solid, solid idea how, uh, 
like how that went viral or was it not something like you expected? No, it wasn't anything I expected at all. Um, I just think because it was different, like it was, it was just a, a reimagining of the song that people were kind of like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is different. It's not, it's not the actual cover of the song, but it's like, a, it's the song, but from a different perspective. And I think um, their fan base thought that that was a cool idea. So that's why it kind of, it just kind of popped off, I guess. Yeah. But wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> Still to this day, I'm like, yeah. to me personally, I didn't even think it was very good. It's not mixed. <laughs> it's not mixed very well. I feel like uh -huh. it sounds very grainy because I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of, you know, EQing and compression. I, I think it sounds like completely overly compressed, but people seem to really like that cover. So it's like, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of an accomplishment anyways. I mean, it's a yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, I, I also look into your, like, I just want to say, like, I really like the simple and clean, I mean, you did, like, a si simple and clean cover, right? Yeah, yeah. But when I, when I saw your, like, the simple and clean cover on your song, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, you really remixed it, like, did cover on this I you know, kind of an instant click for me and I was kind of a little <laughs> blown away with uh, you know with the cover the you know, your vocals I guess what drove what drove you to like uh, do that uh. I mean with with my SoundCloud it's I honestly I probably need to <laughs> make another one just because it's been such I, I started that SoundCloud I think in maybe 2011 2010 so it's really old and it was kind of just a place I wanted where I could put all the cover songs that I was doing and all of the little songs that I was kind of making up in my head. I, I wanted a space where I could put those. Um, <laughs> hard to believe, but I, I, at one point I had been putting them all on MySpace because I said this was like maybe 2009, 2010. So MySpace was kind of still a thing back then. Yeah. Um, but then once you know, my space went under, I was trying to figure out a place to put all of these little cover songs and little songs I was doing. So I was putting them on SoundCloud and it's really just kind of a mishmash of different songs that I like. Um, I've, I've always really loved Utada's music. Um, so Simple and Clean, I've done a cover of Passion, um, you know, Sanctuary. Um, so I don't, there wasn't really a rhyme or reason why I did that cover. It was just a song that I really loved. And um, I don't know, one day I was just like, oh, I'll do a cover of Simple and Clean. And I like, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I really like doing the English version, but also the Japanese version of songs. So what I'll typically do is I'll do one part of the song in English and I'll do the chorus in Japanese or I'll do the verse in Japanese and the chorus in English. So I'd like to kind of mishmash the two together. Uh, I assume you started out, you know, um, making covers, right? Yes. I guess that, then at some point you started making or, or original songs, you know, uh, like was there like a, a, what made you like decide to uh, go for, you know, or original song? songs well i think after a while 
I mean, I, I still love doing cover songs. That was always um, just kind of a way for me to get practice in singing and, and using my voice. But I think after a while, I started feeling like I wanted to sing other things. And that's what made me kind of want to try my hand at producing. Um, I mean, and I will say this to this day I'm not a good producer at all by any means um it's it's I've always been very like amateur level when it comes to music production which is why um I've always felt more comfortable just kind of lending my voice to other people who know what they're doing (laughs) um so I'm by no means a great producer at all but actually no I definitely I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like object to that. I mean, I can't. It's, I mean, there's like, uh, you know, Blue Thunder. I guess I'm, I'm like really just got you know, hooked onto that. Like, you know, really the great, you know, vo- you know, vocals and you know, kind of you work on with the reverb too. And like, you know, I mean, yeah, but well, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah. But I stand by it. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's still there's so much to learn and. Um, producing is it's a lot more than people really you know it, it it's a lot yeah, it's, <laughs> there's uh, yeah. a lot of elements <laughs> there's and a then, lot of elements to a song yeah there's like there's also I mean yeah there, there's also you know more room for improvement but you know I mean, where you're at I mean that's pretty I mean, good decent I mean, or good thank you yeah but I guess I, I, since we're d- dwelling into the topic of uh, vocals, I mean, I, I've always wondered if you uh, ever used the uh, auto tune. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for specific songs, um, I've used Melodyne. Um, yeah. You know, I've tried. I've used auto tune. Usually, when I'm um, when I'm recording vocals and I'm mixing them. Um, I'll use Isotope Nectar. That's one of my favorite VST to use for vocals. And it does, you know, it's not the same as autotune, but they do have, you know, pitch correcting. Um, It's not nearly as good, but it does kind of help to pitch certain vocals and make sure that it sounds as clean as possible. That was always um, very important to me. I mean, even, even back in 2009, 2010, when I just started out, I... I was like, I, I did not want the songs that I put out there to sound raw, to sound completely raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem with raw vocals, but I just feel like it sounds more professional and people are more likely to take you seriously as an artist. If, you know, you have the reverb, you have, you know, some EQing done, like if it's not just completely raw. There has to be some type of, you know, yeah. correction to the vocals in order for it to sound professional. So yeah, I mean, I mean I've used Melodyne before, and so it's actually you know kind of a great you know great tool. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I mean there is a, like a for me personally, I think there there's like a limit. Uh, it's kind of too too much re. Uh, out of tune on some songs, but I can't like I get there. You know, kind of s- some hip hop songs do. Kinda, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. There's there's definitely 
um, yeah. <laughs> a comfort level with with um, pitch correction. You don't want to set it too high because then it sounds completely unnatural, and you know it doesn't it doesn't always sound all that great depending on the song. But then there's other songs where it needs to be you know pitch corrected to that level so that it it doesn't sound natural. That it sounds more you know almost robotic and mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done cover songs, like I said, with for for Capsule. Um, Yasutaka Nakata uses a lot of pitch correction for vocals um, with Capsule, with Perfume, mm-hmm. and you know, with those types of with those groups. So, even though I don't use as much auto tune when I'm doing those types of cover songs there's definitely a heavy amount of pitch correction. So I'm like, I have to use at least a little bit so that it, it sounds yeah. kind of similar to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I, I like, do notice like that you, 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 uh, I mean, you use reverb too. Like, uh, I also wanted to ask like how, uh, like, the, like how, how often uh, do you think, uh, would you recommend like uh, vocalists uh, slash producers uh, to put reverb on their vocal stems? Um, me personally, I love, I love reverb. I'm not the type, like I'm not the one to probably ask this question for people who like a very <laughs> clean, uh, raw sound. I, I like my vocals to have a lot of delay, mm-hmm. to have a lot of reverb. Um, <laughs> me personally, that's just my, my preference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's not 100% necessary, but depending on the song and the sound that you're going for, mm-hmm. I do think that it is, um, you know, it just, it definitely makes the song more, have more atmosphere. Yeah, yeah it does, like, kind of put a, like, a lot of reverb and it, it kind of fills up the space, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I also want to talk about like uh, a like because I mean a, a, I think a, you know I listen to it and you have like great you know, for songs like Boot Thunder I mean you get you know wonderful lyrics and stuff and I was just wondering if you get a, like a creators or do you get writer's block for uh, for production process? Oh yeah, absolutely. um as for some reason right now i'm it's really been an issue um i think probably just because like i said i've i've been working um at one point i was working two jobs so that was taking up a lot of time and getting pretty uh, stressful at one point so that was creating a lot of writer's block and making it really difficult for me to just kind of sit down and have a cohesive songwriting session Hmm. um but yeah to kind of alleviate that I just try to like on on my day off from work I'll just try to sit down and focus on that and just say okay I, I need to write you know three songs so I will try to make that my priority for that day that I'm off and mm-hmm. just try to do that every time that I'm off work is just kind of sit down and have a session and just focus on that. 
as opposed to getting off work at, you know, five, six o'clock, trying to eat dinner, trying to, you know, wind down and then work on music. But I know that I have to get up super early in the morning and it just, it, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, so I'm like, inferring like you, you, so I guess it's like you're, you're working more on music contributes to like getting rid of like uh right is a blank right yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly. yeah i mean that that's kind of what been i guess what, what's been happening with produ- like kind of producers like like and i think it's really well, i mean yeah like produce from you know the fire society was kind of like a i guess it's kind of like a community for you know with who learn from other producers how to produce and stuff. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, that's, that's like kind of a great, like, the cost for, you know, that's. Yeah. Yeah, the cost for, right, it's like, and yeah, I mean, kind of produce more, make more, and yeah. Exactly. Yep. I guess when you did, like, get a right spot was it more uh uh with writing lyrics or uh producing the i guess the instrument like melodies um i would definitely say both the it's you know when you're producing a song you can definitely get writer's block in terms of the progression of the song mm-hmm. so you know in in my particular case um, I might come up with a really good, um, like a really good chord progression and then not really be able to figure out how to progress the song from there. Um, I definitely feel like that for me personally is more challenging than, than the songwriting aspect because if I already have a pretty, like a solid melody um, I can build a song around that. Whereas if I don't have a um, an idea in my head already set for, you know, producing a melody, that can take me that can that can take a lot longer. Yeah. Sure. So that's that's pretty much why I, I prefer to kind of work with other people that have more um, experience in producing songs, and mm. then just kind of lending them my voice because I'm able to you know if somebody has a full song already recorded I can just listen to it and the feeling of the song or even I don't know the way my brain works it's weird even just like the title of the song can give me an idea for like a whole story that I want the song to be about so like for instance um several years ago I worked with the producer um, Von Herzog, who's also a really good friend of mine, and he had sent me a song that he had worked on, just the instrumental, and the file name for that instrumental was called Golden. So I listened to the song, and and the file name just kind of stuck out to me, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I like I like that the that name Golden, and I just built the song around that word. So I had the chorus, 
the verse and and the whole song just structured around seeing that that word mm-hmm. and that helped me to to kind of build that song so i don't know my my brain is weird <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of how it works that's kind of interesting <laughs> i mean or i guess so like titles uh, song titles give you like is it just like the song titles that give you uh give you ideas or is it just uh, like also combined with the the melodies like help you construct the ideas yeah i mean it's definitely um it's definitely a combination of the two so i'll listen to the melody and the melody will give me a feeling of the song so if if the song kind of sounds more upbeat and then depending on what the the file name is that can kind of give me a direction of where i want to go with it um as opposed to like if it's more if it's a little bit slower if the bpm is a little bit slower that that can give me an idea of how how i want to structure the song and how i want the lyrics to go there's really i wish there was a a rhyme or reason for how my brain works when it comes to songwriting but it's really not i literally just (laughs) will listen to a melody and my mind will go this is what the song can be about yeah. <laughs> and I'll yeah. just build it around that melody. <laughs> it's yeah. probably definitely has a little bit to do with, with me having ADHD. I, I think, I think that's uh, a, a manifestation of my ADHD. <laughs> my brain works. Yeah. That, that actually kind of sounds like a good pointer for you, for producers. Um, like what would you uh, rec- rec- like recommend producers? Uh, like should, should producers like provide like a theme? And if they want to, like, like a theme for the track to, you know, if they want to collab on uh, with you? Well, um, I think if if they wanted to do, a, like, a joint thing, a collaboration um, with me personally, it definitely helps for me if the song has space for vocals. Um, I feel like with a lot of, uh, productions that that I'll I'll get you know for people that will send to me, um, they'll be really great. Like they'll 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 be perfect, but there won't be a lot of space in order for me to kind of hear the song and have a specific flow of where the lyrics will go. Mm-hmm. So it's always a good idea if you want to work with a vocalist um, to just make sure that you know that your instrumental isn't too busy you know that it doesn't have too much going on that the vocalist can't listen to the song and say okay this is where the verse this is where the first verse can go this is where the chorus can go this is where a bridge can go um it has to have that space in the song for lyrics to to be able to flow um if you want that type of a structure you know not all songs have to be the same. They don't yeah. all have to be structured the same way with a verse and a chorus. Honestly, you could just do, you know, you could just do a song and just use a chorus. You know, it doesn't have to have like a whole storyline going. But if that's what you want for your song, it's just always a good idea to make sure that the instrumental has space in the song for vocals to sit. Mm-hmm. 
that's my best advice. <laughs> Can I? Yeah. So basically, I guess no metal, no metal songs. Just I'm just <laughs> I am just playing, but I guess uh, just you know leave some space for you know for producers out there. Just leave some space, uh, you know, for the vocalists. And for, if you want to call yeah. out with vocalists, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, a, a good rule of thumb to remember when making a song that you intend to have vocals is to just think of the vocals as another instrument. You know, think of the vocals as as an instrument in the song as well, as opposed to a separate entity of the song. So you want them to you want them to add to the song in a way that, you know, you can incorporate it so that it flows, so that it goes with the melody, um, so that it goes with the chord progression. Um, you just want it all to kind of flow together. And, you know, vocals are, are an instrument in that, in that sense. So it's, it's always a good idea to kind of picture that in your mind when you're producing when you're producing a song, just make sure that it, it can all go together and flow. I, I think, uh, like, would you also recommend, like, because I think, I guess what, one thing I did do, I, I do have, like, a, I do have, like, a few songs that I, that I would have liked uh, vocals on, I, I, but I do have, like, a lead, uh, I guess a lead there, you know, kind of a replacement lead. Like, would you recommend, like, a kind of, like, a, Producers make their own uh, make their own uh, vocal uh, lead, I guess, uh, and or or do you usually work more, more like uh, like offer your create you know your idea for a uh, you know I guess for the vocal you know melody. Well, I mean, it just kind of it kind of depends. When I initially first started out singing. Um, the producer that I first started singing with, um, his name's Lane Troska, and he goes by She Music. So when when he would send me an, an instrumental, he he would always kind of have the the lead there, and the lead is what I would the the lead is what I would use as my um, kind of like my vocal. Um, what's the word? It would it would give me like an idea of how the vocals should go. So he would send me a MIDI of the lead, and that's what I would sing to. So that really helped me in the beginning when I was first starting out because I wasn't really sure, you know, I didn't have I didn't have the the knowledge or the practice of how a vocal melody should go. So he would always put that lead in the song and then I would just I would sing the lyrics and he'd, and he'd give me the lyrics too he was basically was just like I like your voice and here's everything that you need basically so just you know here's the words here's the lead and just sing it and I would sing yeah. it <laughs> and that's basically how it worked so um if it's a vocalist that's a little bit newer and they're not really sure about they're not really experienced in making vocal melodies having a lead can definitely help and give them a direction in how they should sing the song 
but if they have a little bit more experience and they are they have a little bit more um knowledge on how to make a good vocal lead for a song it may not it may not be necessary they may not need that so it's it's just kind of something that you both have to go over um you can always throw it out there like hey i have this i have this lead in the song um I can leave it in. You can hear it. If you like the way it sounds, you can sing it, you know, to the melody of this lead, or we can take the lead out and you can do your own thing. Good, good, good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always been um, helpful for me, yeah. at least in the beginning. Yeah. I, mean, kind of, I guess for, I guess, I guess there's like kind of also, you know, a way you can also help other vocals too, like by, by sending by sending, you know, by a producer sending stuff. I mean, that's kind of dinner. Yeah, really, it's uh, very helpful. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely very helpful. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, I guess uh, as we're going to a less serious topic, I, I actually, I actually looked through a cover of, or not really a cover. Like it, it was like an original song made, and it was back in 2016. It was kind of. <sighs> Was kind of some really funny lyrics and stuff. It was like something about like gonna get that uh, booty booty or something. <laughs> yeah. Was, wait, was it on my SoundCloud? <laughs> uh, no, it was actually a clip on Twitter. You know, that was... Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, like what what what's a, what's um. What was your inspiration like behind it, or was it just something, you, some lyrics that came out of the blue, or what was it? Um, well, with with my Twitter, um, I mean, I this is the the Twitter that I have now that I've kind of been using the the most often. I I made I think in twenty twenty thirteen. And initially, I just kind of started it as a place where, kind of like like with my SoundCloud, I just wanted a place where I could put the little things that I would have going on in my head and just have a place where I could put them online just so they weren't just sitting on my computer because at one point, that's basically all, it, all I was doing was I would record songs and they would just be on my computer and I, I wouldn't do anything with them. And Twitter has always been a place, like an outlet for me to put all of the little going ons of my mind someplace and there's definitely (laughs) there's definitely a lot of little things like little videos um on my twitter that were just 4 (laughs) a.m yeah random 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 things that i was just making in the middle of the night and i would just upload it just you know for the heck of it yeah great place to sing sing about booties and stuff (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I actually kind of, I actually kind of downloaded the clip and and actually did did a remix on it. I mean, not uh, just a, not not a professional remix. I j- just like added some my synths on synths on it. Like uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think I st- do still have it. But um, I think it's on my archive mix from. Uh, 2017, like a one-minute clip on there. 
Oh, okay. Well, you definitely have to to show me that because I'm intrigued. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, I'll try to you know send send it. Actually, yeah, that's really interesting. I <laughs> I always forget that I have those little things on my on my Twitter, and if you dig deep enough into like 2013 through yeah. 2017, you'll you'll find some yeah. pretty questionable. <laughs> music choices and and song ideas do you still do clips like upload like do do this sort of uh small clip uploading uh these days or so i haven't in in a while honestly it's been a long time um when I was able to do that that was on an older computer that I had where I had obs um you know, where you can screen record. Um, actually, I think that was on a laptop that I had been using. And um, I had just just recently built a computer and, um, you know, got a lot of my, my stuff from my old computer onto the new computer that I built. Um, so I've been thinking that I definitely want to start doing that again. Um, the closest that I've gotten to that is just... Um, I've been uploading videos from like little, I've been making little songs from different genres and uploading that. But in terms of where I would screen record, um, like little productions that I've made, I haven't done that in, in a long mm-hmm. time, but I do want to start doing that again because it, it was a lot of fun and it, it helped me a lot to, um, you know, it's, it's it helped me with with producing. Yeah. Small song ideas it kind of do lead to other things like uh, other bigger yeah, things, exactly. bigger you know, all these kinds of things. take things exactly. from other bits. Kind of. I I love it when people do little remixes of yeah. stuff that I've done. It's always really really fun to listen to and nice. really cool to see. Mm. Uh, have you had any remixes like or if so like how, how many remixes or remixes of your songs um, not many but I have had a few and typically it'll just be um, I'll get a message on Twitter or I'll get a message on SoundCloud and it'll just be somebody like hey I really like this song you did um, you know I, I made a remix and I put it on my SoundCloud like it, it's not usually people that are um, you know anything that they plan on releasing, <laughs> mm. but they'll just send it to me, just like, "Hey, I heard this song that you did, and I really liked it, and I put my own spin on it, which I love." Like I said, it it it's always very very cool to me that somebody will hear something that I did and and do a remix to it, even if they're just sending it for me to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I think for the past year, I think yeah, you like you did some synthwave, like some synthwave inspiration, like or what 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 drove you to like synthwave music, or have you or have you always been into it? Well, I mean, if you go on my SoundCloud or <laughs> my YouTube, um, my taste in music is definitely very, uh, it's it, it's it's all over the place, honestly. <laughs> There's, I, I, I listen to so many different genres of music and 
Um, I feel like I'm at the point in my music career since, you know, I'm not signed to a label or anything. So I really have the freedom to kind of sing whatever I want and to go in any direction that, you know, feels, feels right at that, at that time. Um, and synthwave, I, I would say I started listening to synthwave music a few years ago, I would say maybe about four, about four or five years ago. Um, the first synthwave artist that I really started listening to was, like I said, the producer that I had been working with, Von Herzog. Um, I started listening to The Midnight and was completely blown away by their music. Um, I would also say another really big ins- inspiration is um, the artist, producer, Essinger. His songs have always been like, so inspiring um but yeah i mean i i love synthwave music i love that kind of retro 80s sound um i love the song structure of synthwave music i love a lot of the the instruments that they that they use and so i feel like more recently it's it's definitely been something that I've been doing a lot more often, hmm. but that, my my taste in music is is all over the place. Though honestly, <laughs> I love house music. I love I love rock. I love you know R and B. It's it's honestly it's all over the place. Yeah. I think you also posted like something and like asking for you know kind of I guess asking for dark synth, uh, like dark synth. You know, like it, it was posted about like dark synth. I, I was like. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, once I started listening to synthwave music, that kind of, you know, threw me down the rabbit hole of all the subgenres of synthwave music. So, dark wave, um, punk wave, like really heavy bass, you know, bass heavy synthwave music. I I love. So I listen to a lot of. Dead Life. Um, he's a really great producer from the UK that makes a kind of like cyberpunk style of synthwave music. And I feel like for for me personally, my voice really fits with that style of music. So that's kind of something that I always gravitate towards is more of like a cyberwave, dark wave style of of synthwave music. Do you, do you plan on keeping to like continuing with the uh, singing, singing on uh, dark uh, or you know synthwave music. Um, yeah, so definitely for the foreseeable future, that's um, where I definitely see myself being the most—I I would say the most comfortable. Um, I'm I'm working on an album right now, and it's definitely going to have a lot of. Um, it it has some some kind of cyber. It, it's it's a little bit of mixture of, of everything that I that I like. It has some cyber wave. It has some. Uh, I would say there's some house music influences in it because I really love dance music. But it's the theme of it is definitely very, very dark, bass heavy, electronic music. So I, I see you have like like a like a piano cover which is called um, Lock. It was called Lost in the Dance, and 
And I was like, because hey, I asked piano, a piano, and, and did, do you uh, play the piano, program it, or sampled, or you know? It's... So the lost in this dance cover is um, that one was actually just an instrumental. So that one is a cover song from Lena Katina, which she's the she was one of the singers from the um, the Russian group Tattoo. So that's another like, really big influence. For me, I've I've always loved tattoo since mm. you know since I was a teenager, and so that one was an instrumental that I found of that song, um, and I really loved it. And I was just you know back in the day, I was, wanted to make a cover of that song, so I just kind of I think I found the instrumental of it, and then just recorded the vocals and just kind of mixed mixed and mastered my vocals over it yeah, uh, yeah. R- really good piece by the way <laughs> thank you I- i've wanted to redo that that cover um since it's it's been so long since i did it and i feel like i have a better understanding of um mixing vocals now so i feel like i could make it sound a little bit a little bit more clean <laughs> yeah yeah right. I think it's good. I mean, kind of, it's good to kind of like revisit old songs. I mean, and kind of do like a, a VIP, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Completely agree. Yeah. You are listening to the Top Podcast. DJs. No. Yeah, so um, that is going to be a single that I'll be coming out with um, pretty soon. I haven't quite picked a date for it yet, um, so I'm just trying to finalize everything for it and make sure I have all the the promotional aspect for it ready to go. Um, but the song is, is called Fade Into You, and it it's a... Like a collaboration between me and another producer that I've worked with before in the past by the name of Zona. Um, we worked on a, a song called Always together, and I really liked um, the feeling of that song. So I kind of wanted to incorporate that, but a little bit more. Uh, it's definitely more, not quite cyberwave. It's it's definitely more. Um, kind of a little bit EDM but it does have some some cyberwave elements to it lots of glitches lots of uh, vocal distortions Um, but it's called fade into you and it will be coming out soon I'm I'm very excited I haven't haven't released a single in in a while so I'm a little (laughs) a little nervous as well because I'm just not sure you know, how it'll be received, but I'm excited and, and I can't wait, honestly, to, to start getting more more original stuff out yeah. there, so. Yeah, I really think this, this is going to be, like, a good release I can already tell. I mean, uh, I'll leave it down, I'll leave a link uh, down in the description, guys, if you, you know, if this, 
I mean, depending if this comes out soon or I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I would say let's see, it's the end of January. Um, I'm gonna say the by February, at mm-hmm. least by the by the end of February, I'll have it out in any release. So I'll be putting all that on my my Twitter, on my Instagram. Um, I'll upload it to my YouTube channel. So like it, it will be definitely properly promoted. Yeah, I'll leave a socials uh social her socials down in the description so you guys can get hyped for and you listen to her uh, synth wave uh, singing and stuff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the love. <laughs> uh, aside from music, uh, I also noticed you, you've been like past month. You, you kind of got a VR uh, helmet, right? Yeah, I got the uh, Oculus Quest too. Yeah, and I am obsessed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same with me. Like I got a well, it's kind of like a it's an uh, uh, Oculus Rift S. Uh, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I think you kind of agreed, agreed with me that's, that virtual reality, I guess uh, virtual reality is kind of underrated, right? Uh, or... It is, but I definitely feel like in the, the coming months, even, maybe not even the coming years, it's, it's going to become a lot more popular. Um, I know when I was when I was initially trying to find an Oculus Quest 2, it was sold out everywhere for weeks. Yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yes. So it's definitely getting more popular and more people are, are, you know, becoming interested in VR. It's, it's a really cool experience. And I feel like with the Oculus, with the, um, the Oculus Quest 2, it definitely makes VR more affordable for people interested in trying it that aren't necessarily, you know, that aren't sure they want to spend the type of money that, you know, like if, by going with an index, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Quest is kind of like, yeah, is like kind of the go-to for, you know, the, it's kind of actually, I believe it's more popular, uh, the Quest 2 than the Rift S, right? Or do you think differently? Yeah, I, I actually think that the Quest 2 um is a bit it's become more popular than than the rift s at this point just because it's with all everything that they've incorporated into the quest 2 you know with it being a basically a standalone headset um you know you don't it's not attached to any wires or anything and um the design of the controllers and i mean the headset isn't super comfortable but i've heard that if you get the the head strap that makes it mm. a lot better and um i've been trying to find the headset at my <laughs> my local walmart and target and they're always sold out so i'll probably just have to get it online but mm. i've heard really good things about it and i guess like like what game what get what games have you gone so far um so i've i've uh just recently purchased a game called super hot which has been really, really mm-hmm. fun. And that game's honestly kind of hard to explain. I'm going to try to explain what Super Hot is. It's like a POV version, or like a POV game, and you there's like these figures that are made out of 
it looks like they could be made out of crystal or glass and you, you punch them you shoot them you can throw things at them and yeah <laughs> and they break um and it's it's kind of like everything's done in slow-mo unless you move like when when you move they they speed up but it's they're all kind of like coming at you in a slow in a slow motion way and you know you have to basically destroy them like break them or whatever before they they touch you or else you have to start start the level over again it's it's actually it's pretty intense it's more um, intense than you would think it would be and it's a lot harder than you would think it would be i'm i'm stuck on this one level that i (laughs) it's been taking like a week to to uh get past it but i mean other than that i've also played um this game called zomday and it's like a zombie game it, it's very similar to kind of like the walking dead you're just you're shooting and throwing grenades at zombies and <laughs> um but definitely by far the one game i've been playing the most is definitely vr chat and yeah. that was kind of um the vr chat is what made me want to get a, a headset just because I had been playing it initially on my desktop and it was, I was having a lot of fun just playing it on the desktop alone. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to go ahead and get a VR headset so that I can, I can be more immersed into the different worlds that you can go to in the game. And it, it was like so mind blowing for me the first time I tried it. Yeah. And, uh, did you do you usually go on like servers to meet people or uh, or hop in with uh, your friends? Or... Yeah, so um, I would say uh, the most recently, I've I kind of joined a group of people that you know will will go to different worlds and stuff, and and they've been like a group that I've been hanging out with. Um, but initially, and for the the longest when I would play the, when I would, um, you know, hop in to the, to the worlds, I would just go in there and just talk to different people and, you know, just really explore on my own. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, I've, I've made a lot of friends through the game and that definitely is a really fun element to it is, you know, especially with, with everything being, kind of crazy right now because of the coronavirus and we're not able to get out there and and meet people it's been a fun way to you know it's like a (laughs) it's like an interactive (laughs) chat room essentially Uh, yeah that's kind of the reason for like the kind of the shortage of vr homes i guess exactly yeah i feel like vr chat is is definitely Um, what's getting a lot of people into getting getting into VR because you know we miss being able to go out and and hang out with friends yeah. and and yeah. go places and yeah. yeah that's that's definitely one element to the game that every time I'm I'm on there and I'm meeting up with people and we're in some um like last night I was in a world with a group of friends and it was this like gorgeous penthouse, you know, up in the mountains and you can like see the city down below. And 
there's like a garden on the roof and and it's just you know i'm just like oh i miss i miss you know things like this in real life (laughs) but it's you know it's it's a nice little substitute i guess for for that and especially with the oculus you have the you have a virtual desktop and with virtual desktop you can change the you can change the screen so it you can have it so that you're sitting in a movie theater. And I thought that was so cool. I haven't been to the movie since February of last year. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so cool to just feel like I'm sitting in a movie theater. Yeah. I think there's a, like a also an app for that, the, the big screen app. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I said, I just recently kind of made a group of friends and but for the most part I was just you know, for lack of a better word, like being a tourist, tourist just going to tourist. these worlds and yeah. <laughs> it, it really kind of feels like that. Yeah, it, it really it, it feels like that. Um like back during New Year's Eve they had made this world that looks very similar to Times Square uh for New Year's and I went there and I was just like, it was, it was amazing. Honestly, it really just felt like you're standing in the middle of Times Square. So I was just like taking pictures <laughs> of the world. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I really feel like a tourist right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I will definitely, I'll add you on there. And I have a bunch of worlds that I favorited that are really cool. And that I'm like, that I love to show people. So Gather around, ladies and gentlemen. It's story time. I drove to Long Beach. I think it was in Long Beach or Laguna, somewhere. It was somewhere in in um in the OC in in uh, California. So I drove up there. I met up with the girl. She was like, "Yeah, you know, here's the ticket." She tried to throw it to me over the fence and just told me to like give her the money <laughs> for it. And I was like, eh. I took the ticket. I was like, I- I'm gonna wait till I get inside. Um, in order to pay you first, like, I was like, I'll pay you when I get in, like, it'll, it'll be better to do it that way. So I get the ticket, I go to get in line. Um, so excited. I'm like, yeah, I got, like, this was a great idea. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get up there, the lady scans the ticket and she's like, I'm sorry, ma'am, this ticket has already been scanned today. Like, you're going to have to go to the customer <laughs> service desk. Yeah. It's, it's already been used. I was yes, like, oh my god! I was like, what do you mean? Like, I couldn't couldn't understand what happened. <laughs> so I go to the customer service desk. The girl scans it. She's like, yeah, this ticket's already been used. Like, you know, the where did you get it? And I think I even told her the truth. I was like, oh, like I got it from this girl. She sold it to me. Blah blah blah. Like being a being an idiot. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, well, it's already been used, so there's nothing you can do about it. You know, if you want, um, you can purchase a ticket here for, I think, $190. I was broke at the time. I didn't have $190. So, (laughs) and I had driven, I think it was two hours to get to the festival. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I just got out of line. Um, It started raining, which is even better you know it never never rains in california but it decided to just completely the sky opened up that day bright 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 up the day with rain 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so not only did I drive two hours by myself to this venue that I've never been to before, I'm all alone. I've gotten scammed. Thankfully, I didn't give the girl the money, but, you know, I couldn't get in. And now it's raining. So <laughs> I'm standing under a tree trying to figure out what to do. I, I also had to take a shuttle bus to get to the, the, um, the grounds. So I'm like, okay, I have to take another shuttle bus to get back to my car. So I'm just standing there um, weighing my options. Like, okay, do I call my mom and see if she can wire me the money so I can go? And I pay her back. <laughs> and I pay her back later. I really, I did not want to go home after driving all that way. And, you know, I really wanted to see these people. And did, did you know, did she know uh, that you were going, that you went? My mom? Yeah. No, yeah. no, she had no idea that I was in Orange County. <laughs> she had no idea. So I was like, like I said, I was really weighing all of my options here on what was um, how I could get in. Um, but like I said, it's pouring rain. I'm standing under a tree thinking about it. Um, there's this man that was kind of standing. He was um, not quite across the street, but he was about couple of yards away from me and he was on his phone and he was looking at me and I'm just standing there under the tree like by myself like a weirdo and he's like hey um you know were you were you having were you having issues because I guess he, he had seen me come out of the the ticket booth and I go yeah I bought a ticket and it, it was fake the person who sold it to me like it, it they already used the ticket and I'm just wondering like what I'm supposed to do now and he goes, uh, you know, well, are you, are you alone? Like, are you by yourself? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just me. Like, I don't have any, it's just me by myself. And he goes, uh, okay, give, give me a second. He was like, go, go get back in the line. And I have no idea who this person was. I'm like, I've, I'm like, okay, is this man going to buy me a ticket? Like, does he feel bad for me? Cause I'm standing under this tree getting rained on by myself and he's gonna buy me a ticket but it turns out that he was one of the I guess he was one of the managers of the the ticket booth so I get back in line he goes over into the booth grabs grabs me a ticket reaches over all these people's heads and hands it to me and I was just like thank you and take off running for the line. I'm like, not going to ask any questions. Not going to like, this is a gift. from. It it, it was, it was real, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was real. He he was one of the organizers or like he worked in the festival, got me a ticket, gave it to me. And I, I went in and I got in. So that whole, the whole situation kind of, turned around just, yeah it, it flipped yeah. it flipped on it and that wasn't even like the best part of the night <laughs> later on really? yeah yeah so later on um after I got into the venue I went to go um I went to go get in line to get inside one of the separate venues they had where Sebastian was going to be I think it was Sebastian Busy P um R.L. Grimes was playing um the I think it was the door. 
maybe not the, the Growlers. Uh, there was it was a couple of bands playing in that venue, and I got in, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be kind of in the front so I could see see everything really well. I have very bad eyesight, so I wanted to get as close as possible. <clears throat> and when like where I was standing, there was a girl in front of me, and she had a backpack, and she was rummaging through the backpack. And it was dark and she she looked up to she looked up looked up at me and she goes, Hey, um, can you hold my backpack for me? And I was like, Yeah, sure. So I'm holding it for her and she's rummaging in it. And I think I had man I I think I had just kind of absentmindedly said, like, oh man, I really gotta go to the bathroom. Like, I hope there's a bathroom around here. And and she goes, Yeah, there's um there's a bathroom um backstage that you can you can go to. And I was like, uh I was like, I don't think they're gonna let me back there. And she go and she she starts digging around in her bag again and she pulls out a media wristband and she puts it on my wrist. And she's like Like that's the pass for the backstage? Yeah, well it was a it was a media pass. So anywhere anywhere the media could go, she was saying I would be able to get get back to, to go back there. So I was like, okay. Like, thanks. She's like, yeah, just tell them. Like, she was like, just you know, tell them you're with American Outfitters or American Apparel, something like that. Like, writing for some blog, I think. She said she had an extra one because her friend, the the wristband that she had was for her friend, and then her friend left early, so she had that extra wristband. And she was like, you can use it to get to to go to the back, so you can go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh my god, you know, thank you so much. Like, it was so helpful. Um, but I had that wristband for the whole rest of the night. So I was, I was, I went backstage. I got on the stage when Justice was playing. I, I met them, got a picture with them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was probably one of the craziest situations I've ever had in my life where it's just like a really bad situation turned into like a bunch of really. Justice. Yeah, yeah, right. It was wild. It was it was wild. <laughs> so kind of just goes to show you. Um, at least when you're by yourself, I, I'm. I feel like if I was with other people, that day wouldn't transpired that way. That man wouldn't have seen me standing under a tree by myself and take pity on me and be like, "I'll let you in." Like you got scammed. I feel bad for you. Like it's raining. I'll just let you in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, the, kind of the savior, I guess, savior of the story. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish. I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't get the guy's name, and I wouldn't, you know, shout him out or anything like that. Because honestly, probably not supposed to do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, he definitely turned that day around for me yeah. by giving me that extra ticket. And he didn't ask like for money or anything. It wasn't like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell it to you for half price. He was just like, here you go. Like, just go get back in the line and then I'll, I'll get one for you. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> I forgot to ask him, probably should have asked him in the beginning, but uh, like, how did you come up with the, with uh, both uh, Synth Prisma and then Hedy? So. With the name Synth Prisma, that name I had came out, I like had thought of 
in, I think that was 20, oof, 2012 or 2013. I just wanted a name that kind of represented the type of music that I liked and then the general aesthetic that I wanted for for myself as an artist. So I loved synthwave music. I loved synths in general. And then Prisma was from the from, was derived from the word prism, which I love. Um, I used to have this little uh, glass. Um, it was like a glass orb that you could sit in the window, and it would shoot light through it, and it would bounce the lights off the off the wall or off surfaces, and it was like a really really pretty prism, basically. And it was one of my my favorite little trinkets that I had. I have no idea where I got it from. I think I got it at like a thrift store several years ago. Um, but I was just like, oh, okay, synth Prisma. Like, <laughs> um, but over time, I felt like it was too much of a mouth mouthful. And I just wanted something that was a little bit more simple. And my nickname has, my nickname has been Hetty for, for years. Um, and people in the online community that like when I initially started singing, like I said, I had been singing for, for she music and his fan base always just called me Hetty. That was my, my little, my nickname online essentially. And I think when I decided that I, I wanted to start fresh, start a new, um, like a new identity really, or our really build an identity for myself I wanted it to be just simple but I wanted it to be me I didn't want it to be an identity of me like synth like synth prisma was I felt like synth prisma was too much of something that I would have to build a brand around whereas heady is just me that's kind of a sim- sound simple too simpler you know too, <laughs> yeah less syllables but right? Yeah, yeah, it's very, just very simple. Yeah, well, I have this question. I have this technical question, but then I have this kind of. Um, like, is there an instrument you, you play other than singing and, uh, um, any, like any other instruments you play? Yeah. So. Honestly, just the piano and and singing. And I feel like my voice is the one instrument <laughs> that I'm able to use <laughs> most confidently without feeling like I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I feel like when I was when I was younger, um, my mom did try to get me into like doing piano lessons, that kind of thing, and playing the the recorder. And I was so uninterested in it I was just like I was I was always singing according to my my family members I was singing all the time and they were always like will you tell her to shut up like (laughs) (laughs) so I've always I've always been singing but the piano I I learned and I'm still learning later on and you know it it was definitely later on in life I I started dabbling in in that but I guess bothering your family with your know, singing kind of does pay off with you know being 
you know, professional adage, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> my my parents have always been very supportive, and you know, all the the songs that I've come out with and the collaborations that I've done with other people. Um, my mom, she's um, she's a professional Zumba instructor, so she's used some of the songs that I've done, like in her in her Zumba classes, and yeah, and she's always like listening to them, and so that's that's always been a little like pride for me. I'm like, oh, kind of get when you know the family kind of supports your thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, it's 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 always nice when your family has your back on on your passions and and supports you. And you know, like, yeah, that's actually truth because you know, because I mean, I was actually I mean, there was this contest I played the uh, DJ contest, I guess, kind of uh, popular popularity contest test to be exact. And I I wasn't really a fan of them, but for the but for this one, I really wanted to play because I mean, it was, uh, and it was a dr- driving show too. You know, back when, I guess in June, I guess. But I mean, I got I really got like, got like a lot of votes, like a hundred and eighty votes. Oh in, wow! Like, fourth place. Well, the first I guess first place was like, or I guess mo- the majority of the top of the winners. Uh, Got around two hundred, but, but I mean, but I was up there, and I guess the top five, uh, the you know top five uh, DJ, yeah, the top five was really, you know, they they were allowed to play, and I was a fourth. But the moment I think like ninety percent of ninety or eighty percent of them, that my voters who voted for me was my family, and you know, kind of my family in Mexico, who's like really. There, you know, a lot of you know. I have like thirteen, I think thirteen aunts and uncles over there with you know with cousins. Oh. So that's kind of yeah, fifty yeah. cousins. Or that's and yeah, I do kind of stand by, stand by. You know, kind of family really you know, most of the time do support you, support you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very important, and it definitely helps a lot when when they have they have your back um but you know sometimes sometimes family doesn't (laughs) you know it's unfortunate but sometimes family members aren't super supportive but um you know if you have a a really tight-knit like friends group it's always good to have just people behind you that support you I mean for me my my parents have always been super supportive but it's definitely been um, the people that I've kind of surrounded myself with that have been very helpful and encouraging to me um, on just like a day-to-day basis um, that have been like, you know, don't stop what you're doing, keep going, keep working hard. Um, one of my good friends, um, Alex, who I mean, he goes he goes by savant like are you like friends with it like do you talk with him or? yeah so when i lived in california um 
we hung out a couple like a lot actually i used to drive i used to drive down to la and and hang out with him i would say usually like once like once a month or so for for a couple of months there because la i mean la is driving to la is is an ordeal it's not really just like a up up the road kind of thing especially from where i was living it was a good two hours two or three hour drive depending on traffic so it, it would it would definitely be like a whole day type of a trip um but he was one of the first people that i became friends with when i moved to california because i didn't know anybody i didn't have any friends i didn't have a job at the time and he was just like yeah you know if you want to come if you want to come out hang out um the first time I, I went out there he helped me with music production like showed me fruity loops and was i mean he's really a genius when it comes to music to production and song progression and um you know the formulas of music and he's very meticulous about those types of things and he knows what you know he knows what makes a good vocal melody and he knows what makes a good chord progression and so kind of the first day that I went down there I was really able to just kind of pick his brain on on different things and and so that was really cool that was initially how how our friendship started I would just drive down there and he'd help me with music but then it just it just turned into like me driving down there and us going to like little Tokyo um you know and just and just hanging out smoking and, and just chilling he's he's a cool dude but yeah i mean it, it, I mean, it really does i guess that kind of relates to the topic of your kind of social uh social networking to well i guess not only to pr promote your uh promote your music online but i mean but also meet people and get to know and also you know, learn from them too like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, initially, like that wasn't my my like my, my mindset. It, I I I guess at the time it was just kind of like I don't have any friends out here, and <laughs> so it's like cool to have somebody to hang out with. And you know, music has always been such a huge part of my life for so long. Um, it's just always been easier for me to kind of get along with people that also make music. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely good to get to know people and learn learn from people that have been doing this a lot longer and you know, kind of. Like I said, put their brains on it and build those relationships because it does, you know, it does help. And any questions that I have, like I know I can ask him. I know I can ask other, you know, other people. And they're always super helpful. And, you know, I'm always like anyway, I'm able to return the favor. Like if 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 he hit me up and he was like, hey, I need vocals, like I would like period i love recorders that is like my for vocals like my bread and butter 
I love it when yeah. a song has <laughs> when yeah. it has vocoder in it. I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have that vocoder with my uh, cereal every day. <laughs> damn, every damn day. I think we've reached the end uh, of the episode. I mean, unless you want to kind of chime in with any last uh, advice or maybe even any last uh, uh, thoughts. Um. Yeah, so I guess I could just kind of end this on saying, you know, for anybody out there that's producing music or thinking of producing music and wanting to um, you know, add vocals or work with work with a vocalist. Um, you know, don't be don't be shy. Don't be afraid to to ask to um, you know to just contact people and and ask them. You know what they would be willing to to do. Um, but definitely, I would say if if you want to work with somebody. Um, I would definitely say to compensate them. I feel like for vocalists, compensation and credit. Um, you want to credit them. You want to compensate them either by a percentage of royalties or if they're more comfortable with just like a flat fee or like a, just a buyout, um, you know, go, go over that. But you definitely want to compensate them in some way. It's, it's very unfortunate, but that's, one little aspect of um, being a vocalist that kind of sucks sometimes is it's not really taken as it's not really taken as like serious as as the the production element of the song. Um, so a lot of a lot of times people will want to work with you, but they won't want to compensate or they won't want to you know give credits to the vocalist, but yeah so definitely make sure you're giving credit make sure you're compensating them for their time and for their work especially if they're you know also writing the lyrics for the song um as you know like i said earlier um the vocals think of the vocals like an instrument it it's a part of the song and it's just as important as the drums or the bass or you know, the melody. So uh, vocals can make or break a song. So it's it's important to to treat the vocalist. Um, you know, treat them with respect, give them credit where credit is due. If they helped with songwriting, you know, put that in the credits <laughs> and compensate them. That's that would be the advice I would give. But yeah, I mean that's really some good, good advice. I mean, and your yeah, your uh, vocal vocal works over the years kind of we all do. You know, Blue Thunder is a favorite. Really, I mean, you know, a lot of song songs I've checked out too that I can't remember like a lot of names from, but they're good. But, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, I guess I mean that's about it. I mean, but th- thank you guys for tuning in to a uh, called podcast 08 with uh, Hetty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
good episode, good times, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Don't know who, but I'm not, we really don't know. But until next time, guys. Peace. Thanks so much for having me.